Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You are listening to episode 27 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. It is officially 2023. It is the first week of January at the time of this recording. And so I thought that we would start the year off with a little bit of um, introspection, right? A little bit of review, thinking about the last year, the last competition season, um, and then looking ahead to a new season, a new beginning, and a chance to do things differently. And I would really encourage you to think about nutrition as your gymnast's secret weapon. You know, nutrition really is the foundation of everything that your gymnast does, both in and out of the gym. And so while it could feel like life is super crazy busy right now, I know many of our clients are competing this weekend for the first time, like officially they're traveling, um, you know, the Nastia qualifiers, like it is a busy time of year. And so for a lot of families, um, it would make sense that nutrition just kind of goes on the back burner because you're just focused on surviving. You're trying to get your kids to and from the gym, you're dealing with the gym stuff, the gym drama, the mental blocks, you're, you know, have short weeks each week where you're having to take time off to run them to competition. Some of those that are local and some of those you're flying halfway across the country. Um, but I really, really ask you to think about kind of the root cause approach, right? Like if you want everything to go better for your gymnast, if you want them to perform better, if you want them to Um, get stronger to adapt from their training. If you want them to be healthy and not spend yet again, another season injured, we can't wait until season's over because let me tell you, gymnastics doesn't have an off season, right? And I don't have to tell you that Um, there is no slow season in gymnastics, especially if you have an elite track gymnast, or you have a gymnast who has goals of being a collegiate gymnast I swear that the off season is almost just as busy as competition season because you're going to all these college camps, you're working on upgrades, you know, the gym hours may be longer, the schedule's different. Um, It's just a whole, whole set of other things to think about. And so nutrition really is one of those things that you just have to make the decision that it's worth the time and effort to invest in learning and engaging with your gymnast, even if there's resistance, even if there's some roadblocks, um, because it really is something that will benefit every other aspect of their training, um, as well as their school performance, right? I mean, that's as equally, to be honest, it is more important um, than their gymnastics career. And we want to make sure that their brain is getting everything it needs to um, engage in the learning, to assimilate the learning, um, and set them up for success. So I want to talk to you about five nutrition mistakes that we saw gymnasts and parents make in 2022 that I would love to help you avoid for this year. And I don't know about you, but growing up, 
Um, I was the younger sister. I guess I still am the younger sister. I have a sister that is two years older. Um, she is brilliant. She is a pharmacist. Um, we both started in ballet and then she went and did the horse thing and I did gymnastics. Um, and I was definitely one of those that I would kind of sit back in the shadows and watch her and copy after her because she's amazing and she was super smart and all the things. Um, but I also remember growing up and my dad always telling me, you know, some of us have to quote and excuse the, the language here. Some of us have to piss on the fence. Others of us will watch someone do that and decide to at least go and make our own mistakes. And so that's kind of how I operated um, growing up. Like I would watch her and I would see her decisions and her challenges um, and also her, her, her victories and decide which of those I wanted for myself. So I'd invite you to do the same thing in thinking about these nutrition mistakes and really um, having an honest moment with yourself and thinking about your gymnast and their nutrition and their relationship with food and their health and their body and how season went and, and making sure that we don't repeat the same mistakes in 2023, because more than likely you probably already are making some of these mistakes and they're often what I call unintentional, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. And so unless we bring in some intention and some education, uh, we probably will continue to do the same old thing. So mistake number one, which this one might surprise you a little bit, but this is letting your gymnast make all the decisions when it comes to nutrition. We know that gymnasts are, you know, superstars when it comes to, um, their physical prowess, their mental toughness. Um, and this is no doubt, you know, a direct result of their inner drive and discipline. So, you know, in other words, gymnasts are very mature, for their age. It's just, it comes along with the territory and the sport and the culture. Um, and those are all great things. But when we relinquish too much control to them in the area of nutrition, especially when they are not ready for it, um, that's where things can go down a bad path that you aren't even aware of. And I work with a lot of gymnasts who they are gone from the house, you know, more than they're present. They are with their coaches and their teachers more than their parents. Um, and they're often on their own when it comes to nutrition. I mean, yes, like mom or dad may pack food and send it with them, but they don't really have an idea of what they're eating. Um, or a lot of times these gymnasts, even at a young age, even at like 10, 11, 12 years old, they're packing their own meals, they're packing their own snacks. And parents are like, this is awesome, right? Finally, I'm getting some help in the kitchen. Um, and while all of those are, are good things, I just caution you and, and would ask you to stay involved because fueling 20 to 30 hours a week of high level gymnastics training is very different than um, just kind of normal school age children who eat three meals a day and a couple snacks or even kind of the recreational athlete where, yeah, maybe we have soccer practice you know, for an hour and a half or two hours, a couple of days a week. I mean, yes, that would definitely warrant some additional nutrition, but that is very different than four to five hour trainings, five to six days a week. I think the other side to this coin is um, a lot of parents, when they come across us, our Instagram, they read the blogs, they hear the podcast, um, their interest is sparked. But then when they ask their gymnast, like, oh, hey, do you want to work with a dietitian or do you want to work on your nutrition? Um, they give them an immediate no, because most teenage gymnasts, when they hear nutrition or when they hear nutritionist or dietitian, they immediately think of, of the food police, right? They think that 
Um, that person is going to shame them, whether it's food shaming or body shaming, or that person is going to take away their favorite foods and put them on a strict diet. Um, and that just tends to be kind of the, the stereotypical view of um, nutritional professionals when it comes to working with, with adolescents. And so if you ask them if they want to work on their nutrition, they're probably going to tell you no, because they don't want someone to take away their crumble cookie, which that is not my job. I am not the food police. First and foremost, my job is to help your gymnast fuel adequately. And throughout that process, also make sure that they have a healthy relationship with food and their body. So I would encourage you that even if your gymnast has shown resistance to wanting to learn about nutrition or work on nutrition, uh, more than likely there are things that they do need to work on more than likely they are under fueled and they are still a minor and you are still the parent. And there are still a lot of things that you can do to support them getting adequate nutrition, even without them necessarily knowing that like you are getting support. Um, like a lot of the parents that do our VIP program. The bottom line is that nutrition is such an undervalued aspect of high level gymnastics training, because most of the time we don't address it or even think about nutrition until major issues blow up in our faces, right? Like most of the people that come to us, um, it's because of injuries or multiple injuries or disordered eating or poor relationships with food that didn't just start overnight. Like these have been things that have been in the works for years and years. Um, and so that's where I don't really care what your gymnast wants to do. Like I would love for them to want to be engaged with nutrition, but you as a parent making sure they're fueling adequately, that is a safety concern. And that is very different than, um, I don't know, asking your gymnast if they want to work with a college recruiter, right? Like that's awesome. If they have the goal of doing college gymnastics, um, if they don't want to, that's also awesome. But if they are going to participate in four plus hours of training every day, they still need to make sure that they're fueling their bodies appropriately. So I would say as a parent, don't assume that your gymnast knows what they need and don't assume that they're eating what they need. Um, I would say the most common thing I hear parents tell me is, you know, oh, their nutrition is great. They are such a healthy eater. They always remind me that I need to make a salad at night. They're always packing their meals. They say no to sugar and junk food, like all of these things that, you know, diet culture celebrates, but either those things are coming from a place of actual fear and food and body concern and disordered eating, or um, it's just something that the gymnast has seen on Instagram or TikTok and it doesn't matter how healthy it is. If you're not eating enough, that is, that is unhealthy. Like you will stay injured. You will stay stuck and struggling. Um, and that will end, um, your career. So don't assume. Um, and I would definitely be proactive this year in engaging your gymnast in nutrition before we have issues. All right. Mistake number two is blaming puberty, right? I feel like in the gymnastics world, we forget that all gymnasts have to go from point A to point B in terms of, you know, little girl to young woman. And we forget that, you know, 18 year old, 20 year old athletes shouldn't look like they did at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, even what your gymnast looks like at 16 years old is not going to be the same that she looks at 20. Um, and that's okay because on the other side of puberty, there is a ton of strength and power that are only going to help her excel in the sport. And let us not forget the average age of female Olympic gymnast in Tokyo was 20 years old. So this is no longer a little girl sport. And if you want your gymnast to make it to college or to make it to senior elite and make the national team and actually be healthy and be able to compete, we have to make sure that they're fueling adequately from the get go. 
And I think there's a lot of kind of unspoken um, rules per se about trying to keep gymnasts smaller, trying to keep them lighter. Um, there's often a lot of pressure that gymnasts have to get all of these big skills before they grow, because once you grow, you know, it's going to be too difficult to learn the release or too difficult to can be compete that tumbling pass or whatever. Um, and that's just wrong. Like, again, there is a lot of newfound strength and power on the other side of puberty. Um, and we also know that if we rush athletes, you know, too much too soon, they're only going to break and burn out. Um, and, and then it doesn't matter. Like no one cares if your kid did hopes or was a junior elite, if she's too broken by 16 to even do gymnastics, or she's too mentally broken and she hates the sport and she hates her life and she's burnt out and she wants nothing to do with gymnastics. Um, I think a lot of that could be prevented by pacing, right? Pacing our athletes, keeping the long game in mind, making sure that they are fueled adequately so that we don't have as many injuries so that our mental health is better because mental health is very much related to, to adequate fueling, right? Like the brain has to have enough nutrition to regulate mood and emotions. Um, so let's not be afraid of puberty. This is something that we should embrace. Um, it is so important that your gymnast is growing and developing as they should. This is where um, working with a dietitian, working with your pediatrician, looking at the growth charts, making sure that they are following their own curve year after year. They're gaining weight. They're gaining height. These are all so important because if we're not growing and developing, that means the body doesn't have enough nutrition to repair and recover. And that right there um, is like the Achilles heel of all gymnasts. And that will end a career before it even starts. All right. Mistake number three I saw this year was gymnasts being told that they were uncoachable or they had attitude issues or they were moody during training. Um, sometimes they'd even get kicked out of training or maybe the coach would call up the parent at the end of training and be like, look, I don't know what her problem is, but you know, tomorrow she better have a different attitude. And here's the deal. We all have emotions, right? We all went through puberty where we have even more emotions and heightened reactions and all the things, but people don't understand that there is a huge connection between adequate fueling and brain power, AKA emotion regulation. And if you think about it, you know, the brain is wired for survival. So if your gymnast is not eating enough to support 20 to 30 hours a week of training, her brain's just doing what it can to use energy to keep the brain working, the lungs beating, the heart, the lungs breathing, the heart beating, all the things. The body is not going to waste energy regulating mood or emotions or engaging in highly technical skills that gymnastics requires. And so when we see gymnasts, especially towards the middle or end of training, where they're all of a sudden kind of moody, maybe they are crying and can't control themselves, they're angry. They don't want to participate. They're giving attitude. Um, I'm not saying that all that is related to nutrition, right? Some of that may be actual, you know, behavior issues that need to be addressed. Um, but it is amazing what happens when your gymnast is actually fueled. Like when her brain or his brain has enough fuel to regulate mood and emotions, to engage in the highly technical thinking, um, they just feel better. They feel better. They perform better and they're more coachable. And I tell gymnasts and parents this all the time, you know, your job is to show up to practice fully fueled and ready to go because your coaches show up every day with the plan for that day with your, you know, your whole season is planned out. They're trying to help you peak at the right time. They're spotting you or they're doing whatever they're supporting you and they need something to work with, right? Like it's no fun 
trying to work with a gymnast or an athlete that doesn't want to talk to you, that's moody, that's giving you an attitude, uh, which again, there could be a whole host of reasons for that. And I'm not blaming it all on the gymnast. Um, But a lot of times, especially with younger gymnasts who they don't necessarily know why they feel like that, they're they're just acting out. It's actually um, the brain not having enough nutrition. So if you're a parent and you pick your kid up from the gym and they are moody and hangry and they don't want to talk to you and they're just being a little poop, more than likely they are underfueled. And if you make sure that they're eating enough going into that workout, if we strategically use performance nutrition throughout that workout, you may find that you pick up a much happier gymnast that um, doesn't just enjoy themselves more and enjoy the sport more, which is like the whole point, right? Like this is something that should be fun but they're also going to make more progress and they're going to be more coachable. So it's wins for everyone all around. All right. Mistake number four is zooming in and obsessing about specific nutrients. Um, I think it is so easy in our culture to just fixate on certain nutrients, whether it's vegetables or protein or anti-inflammatory foods. Like, you know, all the time we get these kind of news blast and these um, cherry picked research article headlines where um, it, it's kind of the latest nutrient du jour, right? And so a lot of times we'll have parents come to us and they'll be like, hey, you know, my gymnast is, you know, XYZ or she's a picky eater and she doesn't eat enough vegetables. Like, I need you to get her to eat vegetables. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's a great goal. Um, but let's first look at her nutrition and make sure it's adequate. And I mean, again, nine times, probably nine and a half times out of 10 it's not adequate. And something that's really interesting when it comes to picky eating is kids aren't going to try new foods if they don't have a felt sense of safety around food. And part of that felt sense of safety comes from being adequately fed. And I've seen it time and time again, when I'm working with gymnasts who are seriously picky eaters, like I'm talking like clinically diagnosed, like avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Like we only eat 10 foods. I know that they're never going to try anything new until they are adequately fed. And when you have a picky eater that's training 20 or 30 hours a week, like your first priority is to get them fed. Like forget health, forget, you know, the broccoli. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter, but what matters more for their health and performance is making sure that they're eating enough in the first place. And then interestingly, when they are eating enough and their nervous system calms down because they're not starving, they're a lot more willing um, to try food, which makes sense. Like if we think about it from an evolutionary perspective, why would you try the bite of broccoli if you're afraid that's like poison or going to be toxic to you, right? Like you're going to want to eat something that you know tastes good, that gives you energy because the brain knows that's how it's going to get energy versus if you're fed, then yeah, we could try the bite of broccoli because there's there's no risk, right? It's It's not like that one bite of food is is going to make or break us. So um, while all of these things are important, right? Enough protein is important. Getting your kid to learn to eat fruits and veggies, that is important. You know, focusing on anti-inflammatory nutrients, all of those things are very important. Uh, but we want to make sure that we're not missing the big picture or what I call the big rocks of nutrition, right? We need to be eating regular meals and snacks. They need to be the right kind of meals with the right food groups at the right time. We need to perform a nutrition strategy. We need to be closing the recovery gap. Like there's so many other things we need to do that then we can focus in on what I call kind of the advanced strategies of nutrition. All right, mistake number five. So rounding out the top five fueling mistakes that gymnasts and parents made in 2022 
is just simple. You don't know what you don't know, right? Gymnastics is complex and it's a very complicated sport. And over the years, you learn things as a parent, right? Like you start to pick up on the scoring. When your kid starts optionals, you learn about bonus system. Um, you start to recognize like, oh, okay, um, that's why my kid scored a seven. Even though she stayed on the beam, she didn't hit any of her connections, right? Versus I feel like in level three, you're like, I don't understand. Why did my kid not score well? Because, you know, it looked good to you at the time. And so when it comes to nutrition, it's really one of those things that you have to seek out this information and make sure that you're getting it from Um, appropriate evidence-based resources, right? Like there is so much nutrition noise out there that number one is just factually incorrect, but number two would be harmful if applied to your young high-level growing gymnast. And so, you know, as a parent, it's unfortunate that there's not like streamlined mandatory nutrition education at this time in our sport, um, but that's why we exist, right? That's why I created this podcast. We've been blogging for three years. My Instagram, our Facebook, our course, our VIP program, my one-on-one coaching. Um, We're doing everything we can to spread the word on fueling, especially from a proactive and preventative perspective. Because again, most of the level 10 or elite gymnasts that come to me that have finally realized that nutrition is the missing piece, um, they've already suffered. They've already been injured. They've already had multiple setbacks. They already have probably fallen short of some of their goals. And while we're going to do everything we can to try and salvage that, right? Um, some of it is is not salvageable, right? Like there are um, at times certain goals and timelines and deadlines in the sport, especially if you're um, trying to do college gymnastics or whatever's going on, that you can't afford to miss those. And if your kid is chronically injured and always on the sidelines, Um, they're not going to have a shot at reaching their goals. So I would encourage you to start before you're ready. And, you know, that's, that's good advice for a lot of areas of life. Um, I know when I started my own business and this practice back in um, October of 2019, I hired a mentor, even though um, one would argue like, why are you spending all this money to hire a business mentor when you don't even have a business yet? And I had listened and read enough about entrepreneurship and the business world that I knew I needed support before I fully felt ready for it. And that was one of the best decisions I ever made. And even today, you know, when I'm making decisions in the business, whether it's, you know, adding a new program or hiring a new team member, um, I get nervous, right? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, are we, are we ready for that? Like, that's a big investment. Like, I don't know, is it going to pay off? But I know from that very first experience I had three years ago that yes, like if you feel a little nervous about it, or if you are like, I don't know if I'm quite ready, more than likely, like that is actually the time versus, you know, I knew that if I didn't get support when I started the business, I would probably get so frustrated that I I was just going to give up. And it's funny because I've had um, friends and colleagues that have started their own businesses about the same time as me. And our trajectories have been completely different. And I, um, I know that's because I have continued to invest in business coaches and mentors and, um, you know, specific mentors for different areas of the business, whether it's, um, eating disorder supervision, or I have a mentor that helped me, um, set up my insurance billing for the practice. Like all of those things were things that I invested in before I was fully ready. And so I would encourage you to think about nutrition in that way. You know, if you have a level five gymnast that 
is healthy and happy and everything is going great, awesome. Now is the time to invest in nutrition. Um, unfortunately, which this actually surprised me a little bit, we actually have a lot of level five and six gymnasts in our VIP program who already are injured. Like they already have had major injuries. They already are struggling. Um, so even level three and four, like I know that you're new to the sport. I know that you're like, I don't know if my kid's going to continue this, but that's why we created um, our six week self-paced course, the balanced gymnast method course. You know, it's, it's a low ticket investment. It's a great way to um, not just get your feet wet in learning to fuel the gymnast, but it's also sound nutrition information that will help your gymnast and the rest of your family. And it will help them years beyond the sport, whether they continue gymnastics or do another sport or quit sports altogether. Um, so I really encourage you to reach out if your gymnast is struggling, um, if they have had a rough season, if they are currently injured. I mean, that right there is your red flag that you need nutrition support. Like that is not a maybe you need nutrition support because more than likely nutrition is involved in, in one way or another. Um, maybe your gymnast isn't injured, but maybe they're just struggling in the gym. Maybe they've got a lot of mental blocks. Maybe they're just kind of plateauing in their training. Uh, maybe the coach is telling you that they have an attitude problem and they're uncoachable and they're moody when you pick them up from training. Um, those are also all signs that your gymnast needs support. Um, or maybe your gymnast just has big goals and dreams and you've watched the, the older girls and upper level girls in the gym or, or, males, if you're a male gymnast, um, and you've seen the injuries, you've seen the setbacks, you've seen the struggles. And that right there should be a warning to you, right? Some of us have to piss on the fence and others of us will watch others do it and make our own mistakes. So I encourage you to make your own mistakes this year. I encourage you to not make any of these five mistakes that we just talked about. If you have identified that you are making at least one of these mistakes, I encourage you to reach out. Um, right now, we're accepting applications for the VIP program. That is our three-month coaching program for level five through 10 female gymnasts. Um, we also have our self-paced course that is open to male or female gymnasts of all levels. Um, feel free to reach out on Instagram if you want more information. Um, and if you have something specific that you're not sure what to do, please shoot me an email, send me an Instagram DM. Um, I'd love to help you kind of chat through it and figure out how to help your gymnasts get on the right track this season. So with that, thank you for listening. Um, if you have loved this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, the more reviews that we get on the podcast, the more um, iTunes kind of bumps up the podcast in the rankings and when people search for it. Um, and that's the best way to just help get this free information out to more and more people in the gymnastics world. So with that, happy 2023 best of luck this competition season. I am so excited for you and your gymnast. Um, and I really encourage you to take that next step, start before you're ready. Um, and don't let another season go by where you're ignoring nutrition. So with that, I'll talk to you later. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.